Love Talk Radio. My name is Seneca Harris, and tonight we have Miss C. Johnson on line. And um, how are you Hello. doing this evening? I hey. am fine. I am just so good, just excited about this show. Yes, and you know, and I, and I want everyone else to get excited too because we're going to be talking about um, a really hot topic tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that topic is the modern church. And when we talk about the modern church, let's talk about uh, the issue that, that it's just out of order these days. Mm-hmm. Now, when we, used, when we used to think of church in the old time days and just coming up, the church used to be the pillar of the community. It used to be a place where people could go um if they were seeking help, assistance, if they were seeking a word from God, if they were looking for the mm-hmm. people of God to show mercy upon them. And just just, just a place where the, the community gathered together to to, you know, advocate the people of the community. But over time we've noticed, I've noticed, and a lot of people have noticed that the churches became a circus. All mm-hmm. kind of clowns. All kind of gimmicks, all kind of just, just, just a bunch of foolishness. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna really address these issues tonight. Um, I'm gonna have some clips. I'm gonna play. Actually, I just got one clip I want to play. But we're gonna talk about that. Uh, see, I know you have a personal story that you want to share. Yeah. And I just wanna, I just wanna start this show off before we even start. Up, I just wanna say, first of all, we're not gonna bash the church tonight. We're just bashing the modern-day foolishness that is going on today. Yes. So um, I'm going to go to a quick song, actually. Um, by Fantastic. Uh, no, we, we won't do that. I just I want I thought I had to do take care of something, but I don't have to take care of it. It's fine. But. Um, what do you have to say about this show and going into this show tonight? What do you um, want the, the listeners to uh, realize? Uh, because before we do this, I really want I want to shout out the churches that are out here doing things, and I'm and I want y'all to call mm-hmm. in area code six four six nine one five eighty two hundred. If your church is really doing the work of the Lord, and your church is really about God's business in the community, I want y'all to call in and shout out y'all church. You know, mm-hmm. we don't get no calls. I guess ain't nobody out here doing that. So I'm just I'm just sending that personal <laughs> challenge out to everybody. If your church is really doing something, and they ain't mm-hmm. just taking out of the people's pockets and, and, and putting it into their pockets and ain't making a difference, if your Ooh. church ain't doing that, mm-hmm. then, 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 then you ain't got nothing to worry about. You just need to call them out and, and call, you know, and shout them out. 
Um, we want to know your pastor's name. We want to know what they're doing. I'm going to start the ball rolling. I'm going to say I, I belong to the Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where the, where the proud pastor of the church is, Pastor Ronald Covington, and he is doing a great job here in the city of Indianapolis, specifically here on the west side of Indianapolis. There's a lot of people that have been blessed through his ministry throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have been helped, and um, I will say that I'm a proud member of that church, and I know he's doing the mm-hmm. work of the Lord. He's very humble. Um, if you ever need him, he's approachable. He's not one of them pre- preachers. You know how a lot of these preachers are. You got to go through boo-boo and man-man, and you got to go through the security <laughs> and ministry and everybody else to get to him. But he ain't like that. He's very approachable, and he, and he keeps it real. He, you know, he's real down to earth. You know, the young people respect him, the older people, and he's about building up the young young people. He's about building up everybody but the young people and the elderly. He's He specifically has a a um, a calling to help those people out specifically because they are the people that carry the church, and, 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 and they're the people that's going to continue the church. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm starting off the ball. I don't know if you want to send a shout out to your church, see, but I'm just you know I'm you know I'm just gonna mm-hmm. get the ball rolling. I mean I'm challenging y'all to call in, uh, you know, and if you got some stories that you want to share tonight about church dysfunction, we mm-hmm. want to hear them too. So what what yes. do you have to say? Well, I just want to say this that. There are churches that are extremely dysfunctional, and um, and I just want people to know that um, just because you belong, you, you may belong to a dysfunctional church does not mean that you have to adhere to that dysfunction. You know, there are things that you can do to actually stop that cycle, to break the chains of dysfunction in the church. Don't be afraid to stand your ground when you know that there is something wrong within the walls of that church. Make your voice be heard, you know, so that something can be done about that dysfunction. And I just want to say that if there's any listeners tonight that may uh, belong to a dysfunctional church or may experience some dysfunction in the church, maybe you may hear something tonight they inspire you to be bold and to take a stand and to let your voice be heard and knowing that um you your your word may not be the you know your your word may not be effective to um the entire church but your word is going to be heard and that is a starting point um to you know help stop that dysfunction Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about the church, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what's defined? First of all, let's define the church. And secondly, let's define the role of the church. What should they be in the business of doing? That That's, that's where I think we should start this conversation off with because so many people have this different definitions or they have different mm-hmm. um, expectations of what the church is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So what is your opinion about, first of all, what is the church? 
Does it just represent the four walls? And what should the role of the church be? Well, I'll say this. According to the word of God, it says that the church is not the building. The church is the people. So we represent the church. So if we as people represent the church, then that means that we are to exhibit certain behaviors. You know, Mm -hmm. we are to be of service. We are to be of fellowship. We are not to bring hatred and envy. You know, that is not what the church should be. You know, we are to present love. We are to try to do whatever we can to help somebody. It's not about being seen in a church. It's not about a fashion show, but it's about letting go of yourself and doing what you can to help someone else. We are to always, at all times, within the church, you know, we know that the building is just a place where we can have a service. But at the end of the day, like I said, we are church. So we are have that love for each other. The church, which is the people we're supposed to um, um, just distribute service. If there's somebody in need at that church and they let it be known, then we ought to come together as a family and we ought mm-hmm. to see if there's anything that we can do to help. We're not supposed to just look at the person and laugh and just say, God bless you. But we have a responsibility, and their responsibility is to make sure that we show that love and respect and concern for our fellow sisters and brothers in the Lord. Point blank. See, I'm a, I'm a, and let me throw this in here, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people I found out about my day because we have a spirit of judgmental. We have a lot of judgmental people in the church these days. Yes. And today, we're living in times to where I don't need you to judge me because, first of all, I don't. That's like telling a drug addict or telling someone that is sick or that it has cancer. Yes. Okay, I don't need you to tell me my prop. I already know what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. I need you to pray for me. And to pray that the Lord helps me to get through whatever I'm dealing with. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And when you see somebody that's dealing with a struggle, you need to come to that mindset to where you need to be thankful to God that it wasn't you. Because right. so many people walk around pointing the finger at people. I see it in churches yes. all the time. You know, you want to talk about who child, she should know she shouldn't wear that. He know he shouldn't mm-hmm. be smelling like that. Okay, so what are you mm-hmm. doing to help that person? That's right. You see what I'm saying? With your self-righteous self. Because, and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I was watching a, a clip from Bishop Larry Trotter's church in Chicago yesterday. He said, you know, some people's issues are more obvious than others. You may smell the liquor on him, but we can't smell what you did last night. Hmm. Hello? You see what I'm saying? Mm. And we need to, mm. we need to quit. We need to quit pointing out people to deflect the, the negativity yes. that's on us because it's easy to point yes. people, point people out so people ain't paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. So we we're just gonna talk Absolutely. about a lot of stuff tonight, and I and I already see this can go a lot of different directions. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, you know, uh, 
this is a real issue because right now we're dealing with a lot of things, especially here with Indianapolis with the, 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 the violence and the epidemic of violence here. And I want to know where's the church at? Hmm. Well, where's the church? <laughs> now, I've, I've seen a lot of news reports and I've seen a lot of this and a lot of that, but where are the leaders of the community? Now, if they were building mm-hmm. a $6 million church or they was, you know, or if they want you to come out and, and, and bless the pastor or, or stand in that line, that $20, that $40 line, oh, you, you hear that. You hear about that. Mm-hmm. But, what, That's but, right. but where are these leaders at when we're dealing with serious issues of violence? What, where are they, what are they talking about or how are we going to reclaim these communities? I want to know that. Mm-hmm. I think they can. I think that what they do is, is they speak a good game, and they want to tell you what it is that you need to do, and they may feel as if that the word that they sit up here and deliver about service does not apply to them, but they're sadly mistaken. It applies to everyone. You are the shepherd. You are the shepherd. Mm-hmm. You have an obligation. You have a responsibility. You have to lead us. You have to show us. You have to be an example. You can't just sit idle and not do anything. So I believe that it is just a, a, a spirit of non-caring, a spirit of, you know, them not 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 wanting to do it. They don't want to do it, and they're lazy. That is, that is what it boils down. Yes. Right. Because I think a lot is is it about ministry, you think, to a lot of these preachers? Is it about ministry? Is it about the people? Because I think Mm -hmm. now I think a lot of these preachers are living too comfortable. Yes, they are. And let me tell you something. When Jesus was down here with his public ministry, Jesus didn't live a comfortable life. Mm-mm. You see what I'm saying? No. Jesus yes. did not live a comfortable life. So what makes you mm-hmm. think, what gives you the right to feel right. that you should live a lavish lifestyle? And you, you, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that's there's right. nothing wrong with you having things, but if that's all you're in it for, then you really need to mm-hmm. reevaluate your calling. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. You so can you, you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can oh, just mm-hmm. speak with us, said the Lord. You can get up there at the pulpit on Sundays and Hello. I think we might have lost her. But I think um, what C was saying is, and I'm pretty sure we'll get her back here shortly, is it's not all about you just speaking what says the Lord and you're not serving the people. Okay, I think we got her back. Hello? 
Yes, I'm here. I, okay. I apologize. I don't know what happened, but yes, but I'm just saying that you can't get up there on Sunday mornings and um, preach what you say thus says the Lord or what, you know, God has given you to preach and you don't live that out. See, you know, you can't just talk it without living it. You have to live that, you know, because there are babes in Christ that are listening to you and that are watching you. And if you don't distribute a attitude of um, caring, an attitude of action, then they're going to only do what you are showing. So that's why, you know, these these preachers need to really understand the meaning and the definition of service. For what it's for what it's really intended for, and they need to just stop letting this flesh rule what they do and deny themselves, like the Word of God says, to pick up their cross and follow Him. And that means you have to really live and do the things that God wants you to do. And if that means that you have to give up your time, your last ten minutes of the day to somebody, sure. then you do that. Then you do it. You need to stop worrying about yourself. It's not about you. Because when Jesus Christ was out there doing everything for us, he had us in mind. He didn't have himself in mind. He had us in mind. So that's why the so that's why the word of God said that, you know, we are made in his image. That means that when we live and when we do things, we have to live in his image. We have to do things according to the way that he wants us to do it. That's why these pastors, these ministers, these bishops too, they are held at a higher standard when it comes to that, and they need to make sure that they're doing everything that God wants them to do. Right. So do you think, in your opinion, do you think that um, people aren't taking this call in serious? you think that we have a lot of false prophets in these days? Yes, we do, and they're not taking it serious because the only thing that they want is a pretty penny in their pockets. They want to sit back and have everybody pay for their new jet. Yes, I said it. They helicopter, they new car, they Bentley, they apartment, they house, whatever they got. The congregation is paying for it. They get in here with the intention of receiving these gifts and not delivering what it is that God wants them to deliver. So they get in and they speak a little nice game to the congregation maybe one or two Sundays, get them in their back pocket, and it's all over, honey, because you know what? Any person can get there. A lot of these preachers and a lot of these ministers are um, wolves in sheep's clothing. They get oh, out yeah. there. They they know the word, honey. They can recite the word, but is the word in their heart? No. Because if it was in their heart, then they would act like that in the first place. Well, hell, and I'm I mean, gonna leave that there. The, the, Satan knows the word. The devil knows the word. Yeah, he so, does. So my thing is, is like, you know, like you said, that gets back to the wolves and sheep, sheep's clothing. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's why you have to be very mindful. And that's why you that's have right. to develop your own relationship with God, because if not. 
seeing all this stuff that's going on today will run you away from the church if you're not strong-minded. Yes. And you don't have yes. a relationship with God. You can't yes, depend absolutely. on man. Mm-hmm. And I and and to me, I just I just really think it's a shame. I said, you know, and I'm and I and I'm not just gonna put it on the preachers. You got some dumb, naive, empty-headed, mm-hmm. so-called Christians, the church people that are so mm-hmm. naive and gullible, and they just fall for anything. Yes. Let me see. I was yes. at this church one time. I ain't gonna call this church out. Mm-hmm. Pastor just said, "I just want y'all to just throw some money on the floor on your way out and walk out. Just turn around. <laughs> oh, turn around. Do a circle. Walk out the church. Throw that money on the ground. And he left before they even collect the money. He said, "It's just like they could tell them to do anything." They can tell them mm. to run around the church like some monkey. They can tell them to do mm. some jumping jack, bend over, twerk it, <laughs> and then they'll do it. Yes. But to me, my thing is, where's the scripture? I mean, what these people are just doing any and everything, and they're not questioning what these people That's are right. telling them to do. They just they, they mm-hmm. just want to put their faith in this pastor mm-hmm. that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, right. that's my thing. We're going to talk about a couple things tonight. I want to talk about this reality show that's coming out. I want to talk about um, a story that came out a couple, uh, it's been about close to a month ago where they were saying this pastor told the women in church, if you wear weaves in my church, you can't come. Did you hear about that? I think you were telling me that. You told me that, and I think I just lost my mind. That is, ooh, that's horrible. You so, so you mean to tell me it's because somebody, first of all, so you, you mean to tell me that because if someone wears weave or, or wears a certain thing that you disagree with, they can't come into the house of God? Mm. So are we running the church? Are you mean to tell me now we run this church like this, a country club where we can decide? It's it's hmm. like a membership type of thing where we can decide who's allowed to come in and who's allowed hmm. not to come in. And you mean to tell me that we're now judging people based on their appearance and not by their heart, and, and if they have the Holy Spirit in? Is that is that what we doing? Yes. Now? Yep, that's exactly what's happening. That is what's happening, so and it's terrible. Mhm. I think it's sickening. I really think it's sickening. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to a clip really cool. I just want to go to this clip, and it's, it's mm-hmm. dealing with, and I don't know if you were on the show when we, we originally played this on the Urban Wire, but it was about that, that reality show. Yes, with the past and something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're going to play this again. We're going to get back to this. And then um, I want you to tell the story about what happened at your church. Yes, I I really think that, like I said, it's not always the pastors. It's the people that's in the church, too, that need a reality check. So we're going to go to this clip. We'll come back and discuss it. And then C has a story that she wants to share with you guys tonight. And I want you guys to call in. Um, if you're listening now, at 646-915-8200. Um, 
once again, we want you to call in. If your church is doing the business of the Lord, we want you to shout your church out. Um, you know, I don't really want to get into the bashing of the churches and stuff like that, specific church, because y'all know what they where they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about the positive, too. But if you got any stories, you can share them, but I, just, I don't want any specific names. You know, so, I, you know, mm-hmm. um, once again, call in at 646-915-8200 with your story, and uh, we're going to go to this clip, and we will be right back. Forgive us of every sin, sins of omission, sins of commission, in the name of Jesus. Every chain can be broken. Every shackle can be broken. You're part of the family of God. God, we ask and we believe for your healing power and grace to touch his body and make him whole. Just by you and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Died for my sins. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. I'm saved. Can we be real about God just for a moment? He wants you to be healed. He wants you well. He wants you prosper. Come on, say amen to this. My name is Bishop Ron Gibson. I'm Bishop Clarence E. McClendon. My name is Dietrich Haddon. I'm Wayne Cheney. My name is Jay Hazel. My name is Noel Jones. The Bible says that I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I believe that. P. Diddy, Jay-Z, they're not the only ones who should be driving Ferraris and living in large houses. The Bible says that those who sow among us should reap from us. That's implying that the preacher is to be taken care of. I like being successful. Security is a necessary part of what we do. Being a pastor is very dangerous because you have to be perfect at all times. People put you up on a pedestal that you can't live on. Pastors are people just like everybody else. It's all about truth for me from this point on. The truth about my baby out of wedlock, the truth about my divorce, it happened. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm a pastor, but at the end of the day, I'm a man. Does it ever get to a place where it's really not about love, but it's about winning? Winning what? Winning a a man or relationship? No, winning me. Winning me. You're not a prize. I am a prize. (laughs) That's right. Maybe I don't love you as much as you love me. Maybe you don't. And maybe I don't love you as much as you think I love you. I'm trying my best to balance it all. And just when you think you have it managed, you can't do it. If we plan on having more children, I want to be married. We have more than a relationship like I'm your part of your, your congregation. I'm not. Don't pastor me. Best part of my job is helping hurting people. You're going to be who God called you to be. You're a leader. I didn't think it could be, young brothers, until it happened to me. My life has changed. Living in the street, dodging bullets, that's the low life. There's a life, brothers, where you can be free. I believe that no one is beyond redemption. What I really love about being a pastor is seeing people's lives change. Everywhere I go, I try to influence people. I try to help them. At the end of the day, this is what I was made to do. 
All right, we are back. Mm. Hearing that clip, what's what's going through your mind right now? What's going through my mind is that is horrible, especially when I heard that um, it was two points that I heard. One, when one individual says that pastors should be taken care of, and the other one where it says that, you know, Jay-Z and Diddy shouldn't be the only ones driving Ferraris and all this, and, you know, and, of course, he was insinuating that pastors should have that too. First of all, at no time is it ever okay for a pastor to take um the concentration off of the word of God and apply it to himself. At no time mm-hmm. is that okay. And that's exactly what is being done here. That's exactly what those pastors were insinuating, that it was all about them. First of all, a pastor's responsibility is not focusing on who gave them the most money and who's going to pay his bills and who's going to buy his next suit and who's going to put gas in his car. It's not about that. It's about souls being saved and about him being who God wants him to be in Jesus Christ. So this is just distorted. This right here shows that that brings on dysfunction. That's Mm -hmm. the reason why there is dysfunction in the church because it starts from leadership. And if your leadership is dysfunctional, your people are going to be dysfunctional. So that's why all these people in these churches are like little turkeys with their head cut off because they're dysfunctional because of their pastors. And my thing is, is like everybody's talking about prosperity, prosperity. What can I get? What can God do for me? But it's not about what can we do for others. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to me, right. I think that's the problem with the church now. We so became so self-centered. We became so numb. We became so uncaring that the things of God aren't recognized anymore. People aren't recognized anymore. Churches, mm-hmm. to me, it now became a social hour. It's something to do. It's a it's a who's who's club. It's a meeting house. Hell, I'll even go to the extent and say it's becoming a whore house. Right. See, and I and I didn't want to take it there, but I'm gonna go there. We 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 being honest tonight, are we? Are we gonna be honest? That's well, right. let's be honest. Um, the the church has now become a whore house. Who? How many can you bag? Like you bagging. Have, have, like you're trying to see how many batches of greens you can get in a in a in a um, dorm grocery store bag. You're trying to see how mm-hmm. many you can bag at church at the church mm-hmm. house. And to me, it's mm-hmm. it's becoming sick. Like you look at the whole, and I and I'm, we gonna go back to this one. You look at the whole Bishop Eddie Long situation. That is a situation that should never happen. Mm-hmm. That is a situation that's disgusting, it's foul. And to me, you know, he used that pulpit to seduce young boys. And, and I'm not saying, it, 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 and it wouldn't have been any better if it was the boys, girls, or whatever. But like I'm saying, we just don't, it is what it is. That's what he did. He seduced mm-hmm. the young boy. 
and he bought them gifts. He took them on trips with the church's money. So let me say this. Mm-hmm. All you people preaching, y'all need to give y'all tithe to the church house. And, and let me tell you something. I'm not against people paying their tithes because that's what the word of God wants us to do. But when you are making the people get over and above what God has requested them and making them give their last, and what do you do? You take that money and you live these lavish lifestyles. What's wrong with you? And excuse my language, what the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. see what I'm saying? Like, we need to start asking these questions. We need to start looking at this because there's just too much foolishness going on in the house of God. And it's starting, it starts from the pulpit all the way back, the choir stand all the way back to the, the back door. That's right. Just Absolutely. foolishness. Yes, it's all kind of foolishness going on. Mm-hmm. Our churches yes. are out of control. The preachers get in the pulpit, say anything. And then mm-hmm. you got people running around the church acting like animals. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's you right. know, you can't even take your kids to church and, and feel that they're safe there. People don't mm-hmm. have, we live in days and times where people don't have respect for the church and they don't have respect for God's people. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I really think we need to take a real strong look at what's going on in the church because it's just too much going on here. It's too much foolishness mm-hmm. going on. It's, 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 you know, we have no respect for the things of God, God's house. Uh, we come in the church looking any kind of way, and I'm talking about those who know better. Do anything in church, say anything in the church. There's no reverence, no no respect. No respect for yourself, no respect for other people. We come to church, we think that church, we, we think the church is supposed to do for us. But what are you doing for the church? What are you doing for the community? What are you doing for somebody else besides you? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, if I'm saying anything that's wrong, y'all call in and, and, and correct me, but I don't think I'm wrong. I'm a sin by what I say. That's right, absolutely. I ain't backing down from what I believe. No. Because Not the same people, I'll say I guarantee the same people that call in and say something, y'all gonna y'all the main ones you talking about. That's right. And that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Somebody, well, I put something on Facebook about people calling in and giving stories, and somebody responded. Stories of shady church members. What in the world? So y'all sitting up here playing dumb, like y'all don't think this stuff's going on? Are y'all playing stupid? Are you serious? Right. Or, or the are you that naive, or are you the one that's like that? That's right. Absolutely. Nine times out of ten, they are the one that's like that. Nine times out of ten, that's exactly what they are distributing, is that type of behavior themselves. So why would you post a comment like that, playing like you don't know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From that's the, my thing. 
If we don't talk, we don't have a real conversation. Let's let's just leave the stupidity behind. Let's let's, let's just be real. That's right. Because if if you don't, if, first of all, you if, first of all, if you're not gonna be real with yourself, and you ain't gonna be real about the situation, ain't no reason to talking about it. That's right. As long as you keep lying to yourself, then ain't no reason to even talk about it. Mhm. Absolutely. Well, anyway, I, right. I don't talk much, so I'm, I'm gonna let you talk for a minute. <laughs> you're right, though. You know, you know, you're you're absolutely right. But there are so many people that will put on a facade and act like there's nothing wrong. You know, and a lot of times when people put that facade on, like you said, nine times out of ten. It is that actual person that is displaying that behavior in the church themselves. See, this should not be an issue that we sweep up up under a rug and that we hope at the end of time it just goes away. No, there is something that we as church members, as churchgoers, we have an obligation. We are obligated to make sure that we as individuals are not a part of that dysfunction. We can't mm-hmm. get involved in that dysfunction because the church itself has all, and I'm speaking for like as far as the building is concerned, it has already been labeled as dysfunctional. So that means that you have everybody that is up in this church is already by outsiders are labeled as dysfunctional. Everybody in the church has been labeled already. So that's why it is up to us to make sure that we do what we need to do and play an Mm -hmm. important part in breaking that chain and not being that way. Even if, and I'm just going to say it, even if it has to resort in, you leaving the church, if if you don't feel comfortable there, if you know that the dysfunction has caused an emotional problem or whatever the case may be, you know, there are times where you just have to pray and just ask God, you know, what is it that, you know, what do you want me to do? And sometimes, you know, and I'm not going to say sometimes, but all the times God will give you what it is that he wants you to have. Maybe he will give you a word to tell those people in that church, or maybe it may come to the point where God is like, you've done all you can do. It may, it's, it's time for you to go. But the fact of the matter is when it all boils down, your responsibility is not to adhere to that dysfunction but stay away from that dysfunction and find out if there is a solution that you can contribute to that dysfunction. See, you can't just sit there and just talk about it. You can't just sit there and bash the people because that means that you're becoming a part of the problem. So you Mm -hmm. need to find out how you can um, distribute a solution to help it to stop because there are solutions to dysfunction, but it but right. when you don't have 
a firm ground or a firm foundation, that means that you're going to be rocky, and that means that you're going to be topsy-turvy, and that means that you know that there's something that you can do, but now you're going to be worried about what people say, how people feel of you, but we're not supposed to think like that. We're supposed to, at all times, if we know there's something that we can do to help, then help. Help. Right. All right, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Now, we, I know you had a specific story that you wanted to share tonight. Yes, and, I do. And uh, I want you to set this up for us and tell us what happened. And mm-hmm. this really explains the dysfunction in church. And how out of order people are in the church today and how how we've became so just like we just came numb to like caring. Like we, we just don't even care about people. We don't care about other people's feelings, just respect towards people in general. And I want you to just tell this story and we're going to discuss it. Yes. So, if you want to go, go ahead. Last Thursday, um, and you know, and I and I, I'm not going to name the actual venue or the actual church, but um, last Thursday there was, um, well, yes, and I and I am going to say that yes. Now I'm going to give it an example of my church. Yes, and I and I'm just going to say it. There was a funeral last Thursday that was held at my church, and um, the, the it it was just extremely dysfunctional. Now um, there was my pastor's sister who who had passed, and the funeral was held there, and it had gotten so violent in the funeral where people were fighting up at the casket. See, but that right there shows that when you're not living right by that family member and you haven't done right by that family member, that's going to cause the problem. And you're going to be the main one laid out on the casket fighting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly how you always know the person that knew they didn't do right because they ain't at peace with themselves. That's right. That's right. And, I mean, and it was just all the ushers were being pushed around, and it was just total dysfunction. Well, that wasn't it. Let me tell y'all. Because that's, that's to be expected by people that are not churched. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's not it. The family left out to go to the grave site. Well, there were a total of 10 specific helpers that were helping um, to get the food prepared for the family when they came back. And, of course, I was one of the helpers. And by the individual who was over the kitchen in the process, she had told everyone, come on, get you a little something to eat, whatever you can put on the saucer, because, you know, we, we're going to be the ones that are going to be doing the work. So we don't want to be hungry, passing out, no, you know, anywhere. So let's get us something right. to eat. And then when the people come back, then we're going to 
just do whatever we need to do to serve them. Instead Mm -hmm. of members in this church being respectful and being obedient and giving them a little something that can fit on the saucer, they fix full plates, several to-go containers, and they took food out of the mouths of their family. We had, and I will be specific on a food item, we had two large pans of homemade dressing. Mm, and mm, there mm. were people Ooh, who whole can of dressing and a half a can of dressing. All that was up was a half a can of dressing for that family. People, so let me ask you. Know, you I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you off, but I got a question real quick. Mm-hmm. So, so when you said take just a spoonful, did they mean? Did they really think that you meant a big serving spoon? And then they thought that was a sample, so they just kept on dumping sample after sample after sample on the plate. So they they so when you gave them an inch, they took a mouth. Yeah. So they they thought yes. taking a sample means eating a whole pan of dressing and a half. And they, what did they think the people were supposed to eat? Hmm. Apparently, they didn't think the people were supposed to eat anything, and I think that that's really really what they thought. And like what they done was greedy. they used the big yes, and they did use the big large serving spoon instead of the small spoons that they were supposed to be using. Mm-hmm. And what happened with that issue was, and what happened with that issue was, uh, all almost all that food was gone. And there were people, and so as the family came back, a lot, a large portion of the family was fed, but there was a large portion of the family that did not even get a plate. They were deprived of They got absolutely nothing. So they implemented a greedy attitude. They implemented greed, and they only thought about themselves, and that is exactly what happened. That is an example of dysfunction, a true example of dysfunction. Were these older members that knew better, did they know better, you think? I mean, were these older or young? These were not people who were in their 70s and 80s and set in their ways. These are people that were maybe in their mid-50s, early 60s. Um, I was the youngest at age 31, so these are people that knew better. They knew better. So what did they have to say about themselves? Like, did they, I mean, did anybody even tell them, like, up front, hey, let's not do this? Like, we have to serve the food to these people. They, They just didn't care. They knew that they were wrong, but they were set in their ways, and they wanted what they wanted. And that's exactly what happened. They deprived other people because of their selfishness. They didn't have any remorse. They wasn't sorry for what they done. 
they didn't care. So they done whatever it is that they wanted to do to satisfy themselves. And that was a problem. That was an overall problem. So that right there shows that when you have a dysfunctional behavior, when you have a mm-hmm. dysfunctional attitude, you are not going to care. You're going to do whatever yeah. it is that you want to do. You don't care about Sally Sue sitting next to you. You don't care about mm-hmm. um, you don't care about the pastor and you know knowing that his sister done passed. You don't care about the grieving family. All you care about is what you want. All they were worried about was that chicken and dressing. They wasn't worried about, oh, well, what if the family doesn't get any? They wasn't worried about that. And it was horrible. And not to only mention the pastor paid for all of the food. Mm, mm, mm. The pastor paid for the food. And that is the horrible part right there. Mm-hmm. He took money mm-hmm. out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. Out of his pocket. Let me pocket. tell you something. If, if I was back in that kitchen and I knew what was going on, and there was mm-hmm. people standing in that line, I would have went back there. All them plates that people would make, I said, you better take that plates, them to go containers. I'm going to tell you this now. I'm going to only tell you this one time. And I dare you to get an attitude. Mm-hmm. Take all that chicken and dressing that your, That's right. your, your funky your big funky greedy self took and you're gonna go that's out right. there and serve it to them people. That's right. That's not yours to get. That's, that, right. that's not that's not right. And that's I, right. you know, and for me I think that too many people and I and I'm gonna say this, just too many people we got some jelly back like my pastor, we call them jelly back saints. We got too many people that stand around that know stuff ain't right, and they see it. And that, and that's the problem with the church and just the community. We sit back and we see that 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 something that's going on going on that's not right, and nobody stands yes. up. That's right. Not at all. Not at all. But see, but that's why I made an overall announcement, and I told them. Y'all are not supposed to be eating this food because it's not for you. It is specifically for the family. Now, if there are friends that come back and they're not able to eat, then like the saying says, tough, uh, tough kitties uh, set the kitty with no milk because really <laughs> the food, because <laughs> really the food is for the immediate family. That's so, right. You deprived that family. You didn't give a dang on about the family, and that was absolutely uncalled for, and that's why my mom was a helper too. And that is why I went next door and I got us something to eat for Popeye's because we weren't touching that food. We weren't touching it because that was for the family. We're not family. We were there helping. We were there helping. They were in need, and we were helping. But see, see, this is my thing, and this is my thing. This goes to show you how I'm not going to use that term, but I'm going to say this is shows shows you how backwards some of these people think. Why on mm-hmm. earth would you take? Okay, most people you will wait to see if there's any leftovers, and then you take what's home. Why would you not knowing how many people you gonna or you know, and you got to know you got to stretch this food up. 
why would you take that's right like that and you know the family right. ain't got back to the church yet what they supposed to eat that's right they probably eat it they probably be eating a damn uh wish sandwich or something they probably i wish i had <laughs> two pieces of bread i wish i had right. some ham i wish i yes. had some chicken uh hell I wish I had a chicken bone. Yes. Yes. So what what they supposed to do? Just I mean, you sitting there, just put yourself in a position. You smell all this good mm-hmm. food. You've been in this yes. service all day. And then you come to the church house. I'm okay, you you know you you've been grieving and you, and, you, and and it's all about the fellowship and do you think you're going to fellowship with the family? And you think you get right. a little something on your stomach and then you go there and then they tell you well, I'm sorry. Well, that mm-hmm. pen, that half pen address that we had. First of all, I've been asking, okay, how do you start off the line with a half a pen? What what happened to the other? Okay, so I, I know. Let me tell you something. I I, I done went to school, and and mm-hmm. I know I have basic common sense. How do you start off with half a pen? What happened to the rest of it? That's right. What, I mean, what happened? Nobody wouldn't ask no question? None. None. And see, and when you try to hide stuff like that, that poses as a problem. And to really do your pastor like that is absolutely uncalled for. But to act that way up in the church is uncalled for too. And the part that really didn't make any sense, Seneca, was this. They had no regards, no remorse for the deceased woman's children. Oh, you're taking you're taking food out of their mouth. They're supposed to get it first. They're supposed to get it first, but you take it out of their mouth too. So if you do something like that, that means that you're just in a mode of pure disrespect. And they that's my friend. They, they, they don't care about nobody but themselves. And I'm going to tell you, that's dangerous. That's right. That's yes, dangerous. Is dangerous. A person that would do that. Um, a person that would let me tell you something. It's the small things that people do that you gotta pay attention to. Now, if you That's would right. do something on that level, and a lot of people think it's probably not that big of a deal, but you gotta pay attention to what people do. If you would deprive somebody for food, and then you seen that the, the woman's family didn't eat, the woman That's said right. her son. Let me tell you, something. her her son. You you mm-hmm. wasn't convicted to go back there and take one of them plates and say That's here, right. baby. Come on, come on over here and let's sit down. You you eat now. You wasn't convicted oh, no. in your spirit. You didn't have any conviction. You didn't have any care. Let me tell you something. You better be glad I wasn't there. That's right. I think, well, I've been tearing up right. that kitchen. We gonna look for these plates. We gonna we gonna play Easter egg. We Easter gonna come early. and We gonna look for these plates. <laughs> That's gonna be the Easter egg hunt. There. We gonna be That's Easter right. egg hunting, but it's gonna be plates instead. Because That's I know right. somebody was hiding a plate in somebody's cabinet. I know somebody had mm-hmm. a plate hidden on on top of their refrigerator. I, I know somebody yes. had some plates stashed somewhere. I'm gonna tell you this now. There should not be no excuse why that woman's family or her son didn't have nothing to eat. That's, That's right. Plate. That's no. right. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this, and I know some of y'all gonna get mad. And I don't care. Why come it is always our community? To where where this 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 
situation in this this order. This order. Why why is it this our community that we when we get we act like a bunch of savages and we act like we aren't civilized when it comes to stuff like this? Why why is it always us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why can't we act Absolutely. like we got sense, especially in God's house? Mm-hmm. And like like you mentioned earlier, okay, it's expected for the world to act a certain way. But we as the church, we should know better. You ain't no better mm-hmm. than the hoodlums that y'all was probably turning y'all nose up that came out the street. Y'all probably want to turn your same ones, turn your nose up at them people, look it down mm-hmm. at them, but you ain't no better. You are a bunch of savages and you are a bunch of gluttons. That's right. A pack away but place Senator. and refuse people mm-hmm. to eat and, and to be fed. What's wrong with you? That's what right. The hell? You shut up. I was about to say something, and I got to remember we on air right now. Hmm. I'm sorry. You go ahead. You, you have something to say. Hello? See, I wonder if we lost her again. You there? Mhm. You there? Mhm. Oh, okay. I thought we lost you for a second. So Whew. I don't know. I don't know if it's the airwaves or what, but I'm but I'm here. Okay. So so, so you have something to say? I know I know you have something to say. I mean, cut you off, but I'm just like really up. Oh no, honey, you okay? You are okay because it's just a matter of dysfunction. Um taking over. It's just a matter of dysfunction taking over and not having any regard for anyone. But that goes back to something that I said earlier, that when yourself is in it, you're not able to see the needs of others because all you're doing is, is you're focusing on what you want, you, 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 and it's not about you. When it all boils down, it's not about you. And I think that that is the attitude that it displayed when um, the entire incident happened at that church. And I was, and that's an example of me being in the midst of my church that was dysfunctional. But I'm not going to adhere to that. I am like that apple that does not belong in that batch. I'm that one apple that does not belong in that batch. So if I know that I don't belong, then there's something that I need to do about it. You know, either I can tell them what it is that they need to be doing, shine some light on the situation, or head out. Those are my those are my options. Mm-hmm. But, Yes, those are my options, and those should be anybody's options, you know, but we mm. should never resort to the dysfunction. But like I said once before, and I said again, we need to find a solution to it. So let me ask you this. I'm, and I'm just curious. I know this is just an example, but I'm just, I, I just need to know, what did the pastor say? God, you know, told this story, so I got some questions. So what did the pastor say about this when he discovered what happened? 
Oh my God, he was livid. He was extremely upset, and um, and you know, and he made some comments um, towards the end of service that that following Sunday, and you know, and he was just talking about how he was just ashamed that the members of his church would act in that way, and that he never would have thought that they would act that way. And, you know, and he was just upset and just saying that, you know, that he couldn't believe that they took food out the mouth of the family that was there. And one thing that I liked about what he said was, he said, it's not just because it was my family, but it was the fact of the matter that you've done it to anybody, any right. a right. person's family in the first place. And he said, it ain't got nothing to do about it being mine. The fact is that you've done it to a person's family. And, you know, and the crazy part is, is that he paid us all, all the workers, $40 a piece. And then he made a statement, which I loved, that said all the people that done that at this repast, y'all need to put that $40 schedule that I gave you to pay for our friends and family dinner that we're having this upcoming Sunday. I died laughing. That was hilarious. But he was right, mm-hmm. which means that these people just took that money knowing that they done wrong. Dysfunctional mm-hmm. number two. Terrible. And uh, and that just yeah. really, really just hones in and shows their true character. Because that, that's my mm-hmm. thing. If the church doesn't operate, first of all, we need to be mm-hmm. examples to the world. And my thing is, right. is, is, if the church doesn't operate in integrity, then mm-hmm. you know who who they have to look up. And it's it is scary if we as the mm-hmm. church and the people in church we don't have integrity, we don't have any principles, we don't have any morals and values. Who mm-hmm. what who who's the world? What what who do they have to look up to? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's good. Yes, it is. Very. Very, very, very. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I hope they're dressing. I hope they're talking and dressing or chicken and dressing. I hope that was worth them, you know. And they probably didn't have no conscience. I know they ate that stuff and think twice about it. Then think twice about it. They probably just sat on their home, crossed their legs over their little ottoman. Stack up their plates on their dang on laps and just went to town. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. And then when they got finished, they had a good belch, they twinkled their toes and went straight to bed. <laughs> and, just did, and just didn't even care. And you just know, somebody didn't care. Told us, like, no, somebody bad fruit because you so backed up. <laughs> From that breadcrumb. Ooh, let exactly. me shut up. <laughs> Are you trying well, to take you spray palm to feed your 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 bad? I was about to say something, but you know, I mean, well, we did say that we write checks that clear. <laughs> exactly. I said, mm-hmm. this a check. We, if, I know it's going to clear. I, I got the I got the funds to um, back it up. That's right. Absolutely. I right, took them play palm because you too trifling and lazy. Cook for your mm-hmm. damn, your your your, your nappy head grandbabies. Mhm. By your daughter Laquisha, yes. that, that 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 probably that she should be taking care of her kid, but she dropped them off on you, 
So you probably got to go home, steal food from the church, see your, your, mm-hmm. your bad-ass grandkid that cuss you out, mm-hmm. and run in and out your door, in and out your mm-hmm. house all the hours of the night, letting flies mm-hmm. in your trifling, old dirty Section 8. Let me shut mm-hmm. up. Because, you know, I'm about to say some stuff. I'm about to say some stuff and, and let y'all have it. Because you know what? That's the problem. Now, ain't nobody letting y'all have it. That's why y'all doing what you do. That's it. That's it. You because can't be you got, when People that do that, you got a project hood rat mentality. You got old mm-hmm. Section 8, you know, Wick voucher mentality. That's what you got. Because only a person that's with right. that low-level thinking would do some stuff like that. And see, that's what I'm saying. We're dealing right. with people that so-called saved and sanctified and filled with that Holy Ghost or filled with that Holy Spirit, but most of y'all probably filled with community spirit. Y'all, y'all ain't filled with the Holy Spirit. Y'all, y'all filled with some other spirits. And you know that Hello? community spirit that they, they lick with. Okay, let me stop. Hmm. Because I mean, you, ain't, you, you can't right? tell me you got the Holy Spirit in you and you doing that. Hmm. Hmm. Hello? I mean, it's some spirits that you stop out with your feet in that burrow trying to get that good wine out. That's them spirits. So I know the spirits that you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Shoot. It said white zinfandel spirit. Mm-hmm. And honey, those are them spirits that, that talk. Mm. I said, you know, in all seriousness, like we, that's the problem in a lot of these churches. And, and, you know, and I've heard of stories like this before. You know, y'all acting, y'all acting worse than them people, them, them, like those people over in Africa, the ones that be gathering around trying to get that porridge and them bowls and in their hand. Y'all acting worse than they are. Yes. Y'all yeah. acting like some old third world refugees that ain't had a meal in weeks. That's right. They got more pride and respect than you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Stealing all the breath. Yeah. Oh, because they know that don't nobody owe them anything, but they are happy and content because they were given something. But y'all mm-hmm. take y'all take things for granted, and you take people for granted, and you implement disrespect. That at at no time is that permissible, you know. And mm-hmm. when you don't think about when you don't put yourself when you don't put yourself in their shoes and try to understand the problems that they're having, then you will never know. You will never know how they feel. And when you don't have a conscience about something and you just walk on like you've done nothing wrong, then like you said before, Seneca, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. And I agree with you when you said that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. But that's what I said, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's about now in the churches and you know it's it, from the preachers to the from the pulpit out to the congregation. 
it's just like it just seems like everybody's trying to get their hand in the church and it's being ran like a business. Everybody's trying to treat. I mean, there's some churches here in Indianapolis. I'm just, I'm just gonna keep it real. Y'all do more building up of churches than building up of people. That's right. You know, um, you know, you got these millions, these churches that are millions and millions of dollars. I don't know what you do in the community. There's mm. some of these smaller churches that's doing more in the community and they have a bigger impact than some of these mega, so-called mega churches. Yes, absolutely. Mhm. And like, <laughs> you you want the people to always empty out their pockets mm. and, and sow a seed, but but you ain't, these you same people, if, if I guarantee, if their lights get cut off or uh, they need assistance. Can they go back to that same church they've been they've been giving all their money to and get some assistance? You think so? Nope. A lot of times. Hmm. No, because they show sure enough take your money that you give, but they won't take the money that you give to try to help you with it. I mean, they have stuff in their pocket and try to find some place that they can spend it at. They so are they not going to they, help. Yeah, they go on to the yeah go on a vacation and spend it on some old in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right. Yeah, you was about to say it and spend on some old hole because they white because they left their wife at home. Oh. That's exactly what they were gonna do. Sorry, mm. but I said it. <laughs> and there are pastors out here that are sugar daddies. There are some oh, yeah. white pastors that are some sugar mamas. So honey, and so they do some stuff and they do some things. You know, and oh, then yeah. it goes back and, to... And they will do some strange things. They do. They do some strange things. That's right. For a piece of change, and you're right. And you're right. You know, and then just like that clip that you played, when that man said, I don't know who said it in that clip, but he said, I'm a pastor, but I'm still a man. Yeah, and he got that right. Now, that's, now that's one thing that I will say that he said right. He is a man, and he's a man out here with a dastardly, demented frame of mind if you think that somebody owes you something, if you think that you can slang your wang dang in your place and think that people still going to give you the respect. That's not going to happen. Well, you think you can get the money from all your people up in the church, form this cult where they bow at your freaking feet, and they pay for your trips every year. I don't wow. think so. I wow. do not think so. That's shoot. And then, and then, first of all, when, hold up, this is my thing. When did we start comparing ourselves to the world? Like, when did we become, should, like, like, this is my thing. When did the, the world start influencing the church? Because hmm. he made that statement saying, well, if Jay-Z and this, that, and the other, they could do this. So I guess if Jay-Z and, and, and Little Pookie or whoever rapping these days go out and sleep with a bunch of women, that means you can do that too? Hmm. If Jay-Z and Little Pookie and them, if they if they go out yep. there and shoot somebody or they, they selling dope or they or they doing this, that, and the other, that means that, 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 that since they doing that, you can do it too. Is that is that what is are we now comparing ourselves to the world instead of the church trying 
people trying to measure up to the church. Is that what we're doing now? Yep. That's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what happened. Oh. And they're trying to justify their actions, and there's nothing justifiable about that. Okay, we're going to go to the line. Um, we have a caller, I believe it's probably Jr. Uh, brother Jr., is that you? Of course it is, brother. How you doing? I do apologize. I just got out of class. All right, he better. He better than himself. He getting that education. That's right. How, how how school going for you? Uh, I tell you what, I I, I love the visual aids. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you learn your ABCs and your one two threes? And, 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 you right. could, and you got some visual aids to, to help you along the way. Is that what you're saying? I, I, my, my professors have got my full undivided attention. Full <laughs> on. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Well, we got, before, well, I, well, we're going to elaborate on that in a minute. But I just want to send a um, shout out to someone on Facebook, Miss Willine Sprinkle Lewis. Um, she um, she liked our status. She says, I said, if your church is doing well, uh, she's thumbs up. And so I guess she said her church is doing the thing. They're doing what they're supposed to do, and that's what I like to hear. Um, yeah, we were talking tonight, and All right. um, she, just, we, she was just sharing a story about how some churches and the members of the church are so greedy and they don't care about the yes. people, they care about themselves. What do you have to say about church dysfunction? Like, what's going on with these churches today? And, and do you think that it's a problem that we need to um, address? Well, you know, my, my opinions on the church are very biased. I mean, I, I believe that, uh, you know, uh, a, personal, uh, a person's faith, his own personal relationship with God Himself. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of churches have become no no more than you know a con game, uh, you know, or a country club, or a meet and greet. Exactly right. It's a dress up show, and they got their good old boys club between each other. I mean, my mom used mm-hmm. to go to this one church, and. She went to it because it was the first Latin church in the entire county where we used to live at, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then it became a good old boys club. It went from actually being a congregation of absolute faith into being a corrupt organization, you know, to where they ended up losing their charter within the, the denominate. Denom- Oh gosh, I I can't come up with a denomination right or like a fellowship type of like a denomination or a fellowship. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. with, within the main charters, you know, the mm-hmm. the guys, the pastor of it, he, he's you know he, he's a shell of man of what he used to be, but mm. you know it, it, it's just how it rolls, you know. When God gets mad at you, he comes down, he lays down his vengeance, you know. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But wow. It, it, it's uh, and what would happen was it, this was one of them places that first, you know, there was it, it was a great place to go to. It really was. It was a type of brotherhood and what so. But as soon as the pastor started appointing 
uh, family members as assistants, pastors, and what so, mm. and friends of his as the deacons and what so, and all of a sudden they became a family business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they absolute control over all the funds that went in there. That's when the church turned head. All of a sudden, you know, they're sitting there talking about getting a new building and this and that, trying try to drain people out of as much money as they could. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, you can give what you can give without hurting yourself, you know. you got to look at God does provide, and he wants you to take care of those that uh, preach his words. But, you know, you also got to take care of yourself, you know. Amen. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, they're coming up in brand-new tailor-made suits and buying new cars mm-hmm. and lavish vacations paid for from these funds. And the new building never happened. You oh, know? No. And when one of the assistant pastors decided to defect, and, you know, the, all of a sudden, every member of that congregation... Uh, as far as like the hierarchy of pastors and deacons, started bad mouthing that assistant pastor, and mm. the church became divided in half by uh, half the people that followed the assistant pastor. You know, and what was funny about it, and there's no comedy behind it. I just mean ironic funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that this this assistant pastor, five years after the day I stopped going saw what I saw back then, you know? Mm-hmm. And now that church no longer exists. Everyone went their own separate ways. The pastor lost his following altogether and became discredited. And, the, the, the you know, the, 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 the help again with the word, <laughs> Den- denomination. denomination. Yeah, denomination. yeah, I'm sorry. We were doing fractions today, so I keep thinking the denominator, you know. The DVD, yeah. And, uh, you know, they they, they pulled the one, you know, they totally discredited the guy that used to be the pastor, you know. And, uh, you know, they've all all gone. This church that had four or five hundred people and started in a little bitty building that held maybe 25 people. It, it, and it's each had four or five hundred people there at a time going praising. You know, it, it was a show. You know, Ooh. now is no longer. They, you mm. would have never know it even existed. Oh wow, and that's so sad. And this just to think, like so many people could have been impacted by that. Like, right. and, and people don't realize what you. you you don't realize the impact you have on individuals' lives. When they see that this church that was once thriving and once popping, let's just say that, and, and they see that the the moral, not only just the decay physically, but just the moral decay spiritually, like how does, you will never know who that affects spiritually and, and, and the blood that you have on their hands. Yeah, it, because you could have turned people away from the church. And like I was right. talking to see, I think we were talking about, like, I think we were talking something along the lines earlier today. When you don't have that, that spiritual relationship or you don't have that, your own, if you're not strong enough to 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 have a relationship with God and you, and, and 
and you see stuff like that, that can turn you off from the church. Like when you see people in a church acting like that, mm. and you, yeah. you see them acting without integrity, that can turn people away from the church, especially if they don't have that strong relationship with God, that personal relationship. That's right. So you know, we gotta realize we got to, we have to always be mindful of our witness and how we're living our lives because people see that stuff. People see right yeah. through. And you know, and I'm not saying that you gotta be perfect, but you can't be one way in church and the other way out in the world. That's right. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It ain't about being perfect, but you can't sit there and have a self-righteous spirit and a judgmental spirit, and then you want to sit there and look down on somebody else, and you ain't no better. Right. And, and, and you know, the, the, the thing is, is the pastor's main job is to reinforce the person's belief structure. You know, mm-hmm. they, the pastor is the teacher say, in a church is the classroom, you know? Now, anybody can get up there and read a book, you know? But if Mm -hmm. someone truly believes they can tell whether the person's just reading a book or whether it's the word of God that's coming out of their mouth. And believe me, there's a difference between reciting what's in the Bible and reciting the word of God. Now, some people say, well, the Bible is the Word of God. But you know what? If you if you don't have, you know, the spirit behind you, mm-hmm. you got, you, you're going to lose that power, you know? Eventually it comes to, you know? You don't have and, no anointing on you. You don't have that anointing. That's right, you know? And, and that's one thing, I mean, I, I, I'm not... Uh, you know, I used to be able to do this uh, a mile away. I could see it happening, you know. I, I'd sit there and I've listened to many preachers from coast to coast, you know. I've gone to many different church churches from many different denominations. For some reason, that word is evading me today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I can tell if the person, uh, if the pastor, assistant pastor, deacon, whoever's preaching up there, <laughs> if they truly believe what they're saying, or if they are just reading notes, you know, <laughs> you can tell if the spirit's in the air. You know, I I I, I remember one time I was down in Mobile, Alabama, and mm-hmm. I, I, right across the street from the place I was at was this church, and it was in an old run-down strip mall. Big old neon signs outside of it, you know. And and you know I was I was filthy dirty, you know, from working all day. And I started seeing people going in there, and something about this church just kept sticking out to me, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I had went in the bathroom where I was at in the sink. I washed up real quick so I didn't think when I went in there, you know, I I, I walked, grabbed the best clothes I had on me present, you know, and off I went, you know, because I, I was at my hotel room and I was nowhere near my truck, 
And off I went in there. And uh, I re- it, it was a small fellowship, but, I mean, it, it, about 40 people, you know. But it, it was so true. You know what I mean? It, it was mm. energy-filled. You know, I, I left out of there wanting to bash the Bible on some people, you know. And, you know, it, it was one of the best sermons I ever heard. I, I still remember it to this day, you know. Mm-hmm. And that that that's that's just the thing, you know. I mean, it, I don't know about anyone else, you know. Some people like watching the televangelists on TV, you know. But I personally like going to smaller churches, you know. I I, I find more truth in a smaller church than I do in the big churches with five hundred and up and beyond, yeah. you know. I feel, I feel more. Uh, I get the sense of this Holy Spirit being there more. You know, there's more energy in that room. You know, and you know, I mean that that may also come from a sense of, you know, uh, uh, what, what's what's the word I'm looking for? You know, where I kind of reserve myself to, to that from seeing mm-hmm. way too many scams from the big name big names and, and preachers and what's though, you know, Jim mm-hmm. Baker, all them, you know. But then again, you know, uh, one always needs to remember that faith is a personal relationship with God himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, I mean, there, there's flaws behind every organized religion. You know, I, I've gone through them all, I'm sure. <laughs> But my thing is, is like you know, like I like I've said before, like if, if the church doesn't act in integrity, and we don't act, we don't do the right thing. Who who does the world have to look up? When did, like I was saying, like we played the clip earlier from that new reality show, and I think you was on uh-huh. the, on the show when I played. They remember that the, the preachers of L.A. Oh yeah. And my thing is, like, the preacher tried to compare himself to Jay-Z and all the other rappers and stuff, but when did the church start comparing themselves to the world and measuring up to the world? I thought it should be the other way around. I thought the church should, should be the beacon or the light of hope that people look up to. When did it come the other way around? It's like, well, if little Pookie and them do it, then why can't I do it? If they sell dope yeah. and get money, why can't I have money? But see, this is really what I was saying earlier. But this, this is what I was saying earlier. Uh-huh. Who, what gives you the right to think that you're supposed to have this, that, and the other? When Jesus Himself, when He walked through Earth and He was here doing His public ministry, Jesus didn't have nothing. He was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He was the Son of God. He was. He was. He was God in flesh. And he walked around earth, and he didn't have nothing. Like he says, the foxes have holes, and the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere where he can lay his head. So that means to tell me if the Lord didn't have anything, he walked walked the earth, and he was humble, what gives these priests the right to think that they deserve to live a lavish lifestyle and is owed to them? And let me tell you something. Some of these members are giving a la- – hold up, let me finish. Some of these people are given a last 
dying. They giving their rent money. They giving their light money. You know, some of these yep. old women in this church are widows, and they don't have a husband. Some of them, you don't know, they could, they, they, they can't even afford a damn can of tuna. They sitting up here eating dog and cat food. Let me tell yep, you yeah. something. You see, that stuff ain't happening. You better get real. Some of them going out with medicine because they said, well, I'm going to do the right thing and give this money to the church because the preacher said so. But these same people, these same churches that that's taking your money, you can't go to them when your life's about to get cut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you going to do yep. when, when your kid's crying and they ain't got no food? Well, I'm going to say now because grand, grandkids now, because a lot of these people weren't raising grandbabies, but my thing is, like, what you doing when your kids is home? Or your kids need some diapers? Mm. Yeah. So we got to mm. keep that stuff in mind. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I remember I remember, I, I heard a pastor one time say that, that the, uh, the, the tenure was supposed to be 10% of your gross pay before taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, like let's say you're making $10 an hour and you're working 40 hours a week. That's a $400 check. 10% of that is $40, okay? Now, the problem with that is, is out of that $400 after taxes, insurance, and all that, you're going to make about approximately $280. So mm-hmm. $40 out of $280 is a nice chunk. You know, that. <laughs> That's a pretty decent chunk. That may be a tank of gas nowadays to get you to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know it. it, it these uh, a lot of these. I'm not going to say these as in everyone, but a lot of these like pastors and reverends and what so uh, have forgotten that it is meant to is to serve God. It, it is meant to be a humble life. You know, it is meant to be for you're supposed to lead by example. And when you got these cats coming on the stage, and it, that's what it is for some of them, you know, uh, wearing tailor-made suits and this and that, when half the people there can, you know, I know I've had to do it, where I've had to go to Goodwill to buy some decent clothes. Mm-hmm. You know? My Lord. And, you know, that sends the wrong message out. And when they're, when they're sitting there trying to keep up with the world instead of the other way around, as mm. you said, you know, to get better ratings on their TV shows or, you know, if, they, if they're on public access show, showing their fellowship or to, you know, attract more people on over to their church so that way they can get more. Eventually, everything comes, you know, the house of cards does fall. You know, it happens with the biggest of them. You know, and I mean, think about it, think about it. Was it before before the whole child molestation scandal within the Catholic Church, was there really any bigger church in the world than the Catholic Church? No. Was there a bigger reverend uh, on the Protestant side around the world, with the exception of maybe Jimmy Swagger and Jim Baker? No. You know? 
the house mm-hmm. starts, place falls. You know? And the, God's vengeance is deep. It is very deep. If you were to see that the pastor of that little church that I used to go to nowadays, He's a shell of the person that he used to be. He lost every material item he ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, you know, and it, it is. It, it's one of them deals where, you know, whenever you see it, you better get on out. You know, find yourself. Mm-hmm. Get, you're, you're better off. You're better off keeping your faith strong by having a fellowship with five people in your garage that truly believe then you are going to a church of 10,000 people that mm-hmm. the leaders don't believe in, you know? Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. some people, just what it is. It's a nine to five. Did you know if traveling evangelists back in the day said that, you got you guys remember the comedian Sam Kennison? I, I I don't know. Okay, well Sam Kennison used to be an assistant reverend at the church that he was a member of. And the reason he became so brutal towards the church was because of the event that happened where one of the deacons there was having an affair with his wife, his first wife. Oh. And the church cited with the deacon and his first wife and kicked them out of the church. Wow. Okay? Now, Sam Kennison always spoke about this. And the original purpose of a traveling evangelist was to get more people to come to the church to get more money in there. You know? And the traveling evangelist would get a certain percentage of that draw that they would end up getting, you know? So, like, let's say I'm a traveling evangelist. Church X hires me to come in there and get, you know, because they need X amount of dollars to pay their property tax, right? And I get a big draw of about 10,000 people. All 10,000 people go ahead and put down a dollar piece. That's $10,000, Okay. I get 10% of that, let's say. I'm sure it's more. Let's just say I get 10% of the draw. That means for that night, I just collected $1,000 for going to church act. That was the sole purpose of traveling evangelists. Mm. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Their their whole purpose was to be basically a, a, a hired carny to attract more people in there to get more money for whatever it may be, you know? Sometimes it, it is for, you know, their their missions across the world, if that church takes part in missions, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes for to pay, do repairs on the building or pay the taxes. Or at times it's even been something to, like, put the pastor's kids through college. You know, it, I mean, it, it, it is what it is, you know, but the, the people got to wake up and see what's laid out in front of them. I'm not saying all okay. churches are bad. They do a lot of good, you know, especially with recovering addicts that end up finding faith, you know, and straightening their lives out. It, 
it's a lot of good for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with, with certain people, and I know it, it, it's happened with me where I've set foot in the wrong neighborhood and found, you know, a, uh, a, a, safe, a, a safe place within that church. But, you know, it, 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 you, you get judged by how you, what kind of clothes you wear coming through the door. Yeah, that's why I said it's, like a, it's a social hour, and like I said, yep. the whole thing is the church is out of order today. And when we look Absolutely. at the term of out of order, that means it, it, it that, that term implies that it once was in order to where it once was functioning, but over time something happened, a dysfunction or some type of uh, malfunction happened to where it caused that 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 caused it to become out of order. So my question is, how do we get it back in order? The only way to get something like that in order is to out the operation, you know, to shame the operation, you know, because when a church is as corrupt as our government, what's to stop it? Mm-hmm. And I think we to look at, you know, who is the problem, what is the problem, and we need to learn how to address those factors and not be afraid, like I said, to address those people who are causing the dysfunction. Because when we don't say anything to them, that's going to give them the feeling that, hmm, yeah, so it's all this dysfunction up in this church. They ain't going to say nothing about it, so I'm going to keep on going. And I truly believe this. There are pastors out here that prey on weak members. I'm sorry, but I believe that they know when a person is weak. They know when a yep. person mm-hmm. is not eating. And they prey on them, and that's why a lot of these churches have these weak members that do anything that the pastor says, anything. And it's oh, horrible. you have these weak members that get pregnant by the pastor and Hello? get caught up in these scandals. But the, but the woman oh. or the yeah is the one that ends up looking like the bad person. That's yep. right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at the root of this problem, and we have to address that root, and we have to do whatever it is, and we have to stand on firm ground, and we have to come together. Those who are not dysfunctional up in the church need to come together, and and they need to address that problem or Mm -hmm. leave. But my thing is is just make an effort to address it, and don't let it go on because you let it go on, it's going to burrow deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's going to be something that you can't get out of. That's right. So, you know, I know, know, uh, and and it ain't just financial, you know. I know uh, quite a few, you know, churches that have came unraveled from simple marital affairs where the pastors were having... uh, you know, affairs with, you know, newly membered in divorcees, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it now, back in the day, 
that was kind of hidden, you know. Now a lot of people are getting outed, you know, little by little each day. About once a month you'll hear about some kind of scandal within some kind of church, you know. Yeah. And, and my thing is, is now there's no such thing as secrets anymore because we, with, with the age of social media and and just, you know, people can just, everything is being recorded, everything. There's yes. no privacy. So it, it, it's better that you, it will just behoove you to live a life of integrity or just be honest yes. from the get-go about who or what you are because we living in a time that, like you said, people are constantly being outed. People are constantly being uh, put out there. So, you know, we yes. live in a time where, where there is going to be, uh, there's going to be, exp- people are going to be exposed. And I think God's yep. getting tired of our foolishness, and that's why he's cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and people are being exposed for the rats and the vermin, vermin that they really are. And it's about time, I think. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and ironically, ironically, it happens to be that those that are being exposed a majority of the time just happens to be those that were the most critical of other people. You know? Mm-hmm. They, those past, but yet, for some reason, for some reason, the Westboro Baptist Church still hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> this church, this church, if you don't believe in God, here's proof for you. Here's a church that sits right in the middle of Tornado Alley, and not one single hard breeze goes through it. (laughs) 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't wish no ill will to anybody, but, you know, God really needs to let his presence known. I mean, these people are really twisting his words almost to a perversion, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it... There's a fine line between Christianity, as we know it, mm-hmm. and this radical Christian movement that these people are doing. Mm-hmm. And there's a finer line between what these people are doing and radical Islamists, which are terrorists. You know? And, the, I mean... Seriously, I mean, I, I pray for it every day. You know, one single severe thunderstorm, something, throw a lightning bolt down on this building, you know? Mm-hmm. For some reason, God allows them to be, you know, there, there has to be some kind of, I, I I really believe this. I really believe the reason they're still around is so that way, when Judgment Day comes, Hellfire and Brimstone's going to be centered right there at the Westboro Baptist Church. Mm. Well, can you say something real quick? Yeah. And, you know, I really don't mean to cut you off or anything, but I just want to say something real quick. Because I know when you made the comment and you said that God needs to let his presence be known, let me say this, his presence is is known because he's omnipresent. But there are people that are not acknowledging his presence. He He's present. He is yes, he present. Is. All the time, but there are people that are not acknowledging; they are disregarding his presence. And because they disregard his presence, they're saying this: "Hmm, 
Now, he says that he's here, but we can't see him. So I ain't worried nothing about that. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to do what I want to do. But they fail to realize that he is in spirit and he is present. So people just need to acknowledge the fact that he is here. He's already here. I can feel his presence. Like the song says, he's already here. All you uh-huh. got to do is open mm-hmm. his heart. He is here. Martyr. Oh. Mhm. I'm but glad you, I'm glad you I'm glad you made that um you know um uh you know went back and and you brought light on that because I think a lot of times we are looking for God. I mean well, let's put it like this. We think God has left us, but he's always been there. And he and let me tell you something, the eyes of the Lord is watching. And mm-hmm. he, and when you think he ain't there, he is there. And that's why you you can't get weary and well-doing, because you have to keep doing what's right, and you have to let God work in his time, because you think God's not, don't know, and you think God's not seeing all this, this evil and wrongdoing that's going on, he sees it all. Yeah. He and he's sees taking it all. Note. And, and mm-hmm. these people have to take accountability. That's what I, and this is what I want to stress. There is going to be a point where people are going to have to answer to God if you don't yes. answer on this side or the other side, but they are going to have to answer to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the word of God still when he says that what a man sows, that he will reap. He will, will have reap. to reap what you sow. I don't care. Yes. That's, just, you, that's just a basic principle. That's just a basic law of life. You have yes. to reap what you sow. And, and, and like I said, these churches are going to have to take accountability, and they're going to have to answer. And, and, and yes. right now, a lot of people are are getting to the point to where, you know, they're getting sick and tired. They 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 they're waking up. Mhm. Mhm. So. And you know, and there's a such thing as God saying this now. I told you that you're not supposed to be doing this. And I done told you that this is not how you're supposed to be. Now, I'm going to allow you to go ahead and do this, but I want you to understand one thing. There's going to be a consequence for you disobeying me. So you go Mm. on. I'm going to allow you. See, and that's one thing that people need to understand. It's not a matter of God letting you. It's a matter of him allowing you to do these things because he wants you to understand that you do whatever you want to do, but I am God. I am powerful. So when you think and, that you're going to get away. And we have a will. We, we have free will. We have a permissive will, and we have um, an unconditional will. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, he doesn't want us to go out and to do these dastardly things. But that and but that permissive will of his is, well, okay, I don't want you to do it, but you have a choice. So if you're going out here and do it, do it. Fine, I'm going to allow you to do it. But, baby, you better understand that you are going to have to pay a consequence. So go on, do it. But just know that, that you that you're gonna pay for that. You're gonna be chastised for that. And that's why when the word of God says that when God chastises us because of, of our wrongdoings, 
he doesn't do it out of hate. He everything God is of love. Everything of God is good. And when he does it, he does it because he wants us to understand one, I I am God. I am God. And there's nothing that you can do to persuade anybody that I am not because I am God. But I want you to understand that I'm chastising you because I love you and I don't want you to keep doing these things. And he wants us to be convicted when we do certain things so that when that conviction comes, we know, hmm, I done done that once before. I knew what happened to me. I ain't going to do it no more. You know, so it's, it's just adhering to what it is that he puts out there. Yep, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yes. Mm. Woo. I'm telling you, this. I tell you, when you talk about that food at that church, some people's taking that food out of some people's mouth. That ain't right. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah, we were talking about before you on air, these, these people at the church was taking, packing up plates. And the people at the funeral at the repassing had no food to eat because they, they 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 had two pans of dressing and they they took a whole pan and a half and only left a half a pan for the people to eat. Now that that don't make no sense. And these folks be saved, sanctified people filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and they don't care about if other people have something to eat. They ate all the chicken, and I'm pretty sure they left them old size. They don't want them size. They want their dressing. They want their chicken. That's right. Old chicken hawk. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> his, they, they eyes was on the sparrow. <coughs> they eyes was on the sparrow. And I wasn't talking about his eyes on the sparrow. They eyes was on that sparrow. And that, that, that fried sparrow. That bird, you right. I mean, bird dies, so they, they, I guess they said that bird dies so that they can live. Yes. <laughs> that died. That bird died that day so that they may live. <laughs> so you know, I just said, you know, these people, these people in this church, these churches. I'm telling you, you know, I I just tell you, they just food is they got. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I'm gonna be honest with you. Food, food is their God. Mhm. I've never That's seen right. so many people act so rude. You, if you want to see the ugly side come out of some of these Holy Ghost saints, you, you, you put them in a in a situation when it's dealing with food. Mm. You want to see okay. people really say put them around some food uh, situation dealing with food or lack of food, and see how That's they act. World, world Get our way and put some ramen noodles. See how see how what happens. Do what? <laughs> he said ramen noodles. There ain't no ramen noodles. <laughs> they gonna look at that and say, "Man, get out of here. We don't want that." No ramen noodles. There ain't no meat in that either. Uh, no, no, no. Just some chicken broth. That's all you got. They're going to say, get the hell out of here. 
<laughs> what did this get him to a soup kitchen? You said when this become a soup kitchen? I know that's right. Ain't no churches serving no no soup. <laughs> they ain't even in their vocabulary. So, uh, all they want is something. Give me some bread, rolls, give me some chicken dressing, give me some mashed potatoes, give me something. But if you put some corn or some green beans or something, honey, that will be the only thing that will be full. The only thing that's, that's mm-hmm. going to be sitting. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Don't, don't let them say no salad. They're going to have to put all that salad they put out going to still be there. It's going to be rotten by the end of the service. Uh, that, that salad going to wilt away. They're going to have that brown stuff around the edges. They ain't touching that stuff. They don't want nothing. They want, man, I'm telling you, they want grease. They want grease. They want They want meat. That's they right. want ham. They want everything that's going to cause their blood pressure to go up. And then you wonder why our sister, you wonder why our sister Bertrees walking around there with a don't she done had a stroke. <laughs> and then you wonder why her shoe. Let me tell you, then you wonder why her shoe hanging off that meat, or her foot hanging over that damn shoe. She got wear them old flat shoes that oh she got lay down sideways and put on. It, 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 you because know, that's hey. that glutton spirit. Let me tell you something. You can't do wrong, and then it won't. You don't think it's gonna manifest itself? Because them people gonna see that that you had a spirit of gluttony on you when they see you. You can't even walk in that church. Them damn shoes you got lay on sideways, put on. That, they're they're pulling in there in a rascal scooter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, no, no. See, just because you brought the shoe up, I gotta bring this up. Did you, happen, oh, God. did you happen to see? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you happen to see my last Facebook post from last night? Uh, uh-uh. uh. Oh my God! I, my favorite show of all time to this day is still Married to Children. Okay, the show's still hilarious today. Like it then. Anyways, last night I'm watching this episode as I'm doing my research paper because that's just how I work. But that's how I roll. And. Uh, that Al Bundy goes walking in at his house and says, let me tell you about the kind of day I had today at the shoe store. A fat woman goes flip-flopping into the shoe store and says, I need something I can fit in. And so I looked at her and said, try Wyoming. <laughs> Dude, I want to see sh- I want to see something that fit me. Hell, I would too. Absolutely. <laughs> that line hit me so. I, I started laughing. I had to stop doing my research paper. That line hit me so quick that I had to post that on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm but you don't see those people at church. Yep. Huh? I said, I'm starting going back. That, yeah, you can see the people come to church, though. Like, you know, I was like, Lord have mercy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't trying to make fun of no big people, but you ever seen them people that come to Like, what happened? Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm just like, seriously, like, what happened to you? Like, this woman, she came to church. She did look like the clump. Like, she looked, she got that jerry curl on her head. And like I said, oh, she got mm-hmm. some legs with them shoes that Ooh, she got, no. like, she got, she got slide in. 
And then she got this big old breathing tank. Oh, I'm Jesus, like, Lord. No. You think that was, was Marcel's family? <laughs> I don't know what she was. But I remember you years ago. See, that's the see that. And I, you know, I'm not going to. I ain't gonna black, but I'm just saying, could it be years ago? She used to be that same one that worked in that kitchen. Well, you know, you years ago. No, nah, because she used to work in that kitchen years ago, and see, that's what you get for for, for hiding. I think she was taking plates up out of there too, and I said, now you know, caught up with you. And now you ride around that scooter. And you got that 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 old that old that old dried up Jerry curl because you can't even reach your hands up there and put put that oil, that moisturizer in your head. I got to play devil. Are you sure that was Jerry curl? Or was that part of the grease from the fried? Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> we got to think outside the box here, people. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh Jesus! Lord. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's, I call it a- probably, that's one of them. Mem- that's one of them. Mem- you know what? That's one of them. Mem- <laughs> they probably they ain't probably talking about Lord have mercy. They talking about Lord have mercy. <laughs> That's it, ham, uh, honey, anything. Ham, mercy. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, don't even probably know. She just probably think it's ham, mercy. And, well, if they don't have oh. any more ham, she'll end up resorting to say, Lord, spam mercy. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, lame, but I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my, my. I'm, I just, I just look at these people with each other. I say, y'all trusted and believed in God, but y'all, y'all just pitiful, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I ain't trying, to, but you know what? That's the difference between the church and just church people. I mean, like you know, it's mm-hmm. church people crack me up because they got all mm-hmm. this religion, but they ain't got no relationship. That's right. You can pick them out. Mm-hmm. Mhm. It's horrible. So horrible. Yes, I think we. Oh Lord, I think we gonna call the night because we. Yeah. But you know how how it is on all our shows. We we got we got yes. at least find some type of. You know, I don't know. We got you know we got to lighten it up a little bit. But yes, I do want to say this before we get off. I want to say this. I got a couple of announcements I want to make. I want to send condolences out. We got to start praying, y'all. We got to. We got to get serious yes. about this violence. We got to get. It's an epidemic that's going on. Um, I think there's mm-hmm. been. We've got two police officers that's been shot at. Um, mm. In the past week, we done had several murders. Um, one of the ladies at my church, um, her husband was one that was killed at that gas station, I want to say. And I guess, like, they, they get in the range. So I guess he, I want to say he's from Africa or something like that. So they're mm. going to probably um, send the body back over there. 
So it's just been so many people getting killed. You know, it's just it's just sad. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but we got to start praying. We got to start. And this is what I was saying at the beginning of the show. I want to know where are these religious leaders at. Mm-hmm. Now, when 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 a community needs you to step up and, and and bring people together, we can't find you, but we can find you on Sunday morning in that pulpit, right. or 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 we can we we can find you when it's time to build a church, or if we can mm-hmm. find you when it's time for you talking about um we need a twenty dollar line, go stand in this line if you ready to sow a twenty dollar seed or a hundred, we can find you then. Hmm. But where are y'all at Hello? now when the community needs you? That's right. So we got to really get serious about that. Um, I'm going to, we, we're going to see what we can do. Like, um, we're going to really start talking about these issues and what we can do. Um, I, I want to let you guys know that um, the Urban Wire will be um, back on air starting in October. We're going to take a break for the rest of the month. Um, you know, I got some personal things. I want to let you guys know, um, I am going to be involved in a live recording this Saturday, um, at the Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church, um, under the leadership. This project is under the leadership of Minister Napoleon Williams. He's presenting the Naptown Fellowship, um, um, choir. And we will right. be recording this Saturday, um, starting at 6, doors open at 5.30. It's free. So come on out, uh, bring your family, bring your friends. It's going to be a good time, some good music. Um, the CD will be out next year, so, but we're going to be doing the live recording um, this weekend. So um, I've just been busy with that. Um, next Monday, me and Michael are going to be in preparation of um, recording a special documentary that will air um, the week of Halloween and the week before that, dealing with just the, the history of Halloween because, some people don't know where that 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 holiday came from, and honestly, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those traditions come from pagan backgrounds. But um, the early church took over that ho- that holiday too. So that's a lot of history mm-hmm. behind Halloween that y'all need to know about. So we're gonna mm-hmm. uh, we're doing a documentary on that. We're gonna be taping that on Monday, and that's gonna be airing the last week of October. Um, mm-hmm. the the first episode of 3XR is going to be coming October 22nd, um, and it will. Right. Um, start, so we we got that already um, scheduled. So be looking on uh, Facebook for the event invite to that. And um, mm-hmm. trying to think what else is going on. Uh, we got some documentaries coming up. Michael, he's going to be our special report. Um, He's going to be our special reporter that um, does our documentaries and special reports. So um, be on the lookout for different things that are going to be coming up in the upcoming months. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got some more surprises for y'all. So I'm going to tell you, we got some stuff coming up. I already got it recorded. I already got the footage and stuff like that. So we're going to be seeing some things in the upcoming months. um, All right. So what do you feel that, and I'm going to ask both of you guys, where do you feel that this um, network's going to go? And, like, what do you feel about your individual shows? Like, where do you want to see them go? I personally want to see them just go worldwide because, 
you know, I don't want the show to just be limited to Indianapolis, Indiana. I can see them going worldwide to different states because it's not only people in this state that are being affected um, by the certain issues by the certain issues that we talk about, there are people everywhere that are being affected by this. So um, my hope for this is that hopefully in the near future, future that this can be publicized everywhere so that everybody can join in to help make a difference regarding the issues that we talk about. So yeah. I don't want to just limit it here. Like, I want to see it just go worldwide so that we can make a difference. Yeah. And we've had people from different states call in before. We even had one show, uh, it was about a year ago, where we had someone from England call in. That was just mm-hmm. happening to this show. And then we had a really good conversation with them. And um, me and Michael was on that show that night, and we really had a uh Conversation, a good conversation with the caller. We were talking about the issue of legalizing marijuana and some of the pros mm-hmm. and cons about that. So we we really had some some callers from different places call in, and I just really mm-hmm. want to appreciate everybody that's been supporting us. Um, I think this show's been doing pretty well, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just excited about it. You know. Um, like I said, we we already got um, this show established. We got um, um, the Urban Wire established. We got we gonna have special edition with Michael um, Snyder that's gonna be coming up here um, towards the end of mm-hmm. October. We got some new shows that's coming up this month. So, you know, we 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 just we trying to just do it big. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And um, just talking to other people and stuff. So. Um, trying to negotiate some stuff so um, get some other things off the ground. So, you know, we're 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 slowly coming together. Mhm. So that's about it. You had anything that you want to add, Jr. Before we get off here? Oh, uh, you know, uh, one of the beautiful things about all this, especially with the network, is we we've got people from all kinds of different backgrounds coming into one here. You know, this mm-hmm. network really brings uh, uh, a sense of diversity, but yet acceptance, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's something that really, when you look at every major network around, and I'm talking news-wise and all, it, it, it's not there, you know? So, you know, Mm -hmm. when this thing takes off, everything has got its procedures. But when this thing takes off, it's going to take off like like a rocket on steroids, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's a good thing, man. It it really is a good thing because if you can change one mind, you can change the world, you know? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I, I want to yeah. thank you for that. That's that's good. I mean, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to um, get off here for now. Uh, we'll be back next week um, with another edition of this show. Um, like I said, um, the Urban Wire will be back with the new season starting um, in October. 
Um, you know, I just wanted to take a break since, you know, I have a lot going on for the rest of the month, but I just want to kind of like give mm-hmm. everybody a break because people don't realize with the Urban Wire, it takes a lot in preparation. Mm-hmm. I think that, that show, it takes a lot to prepare for that show because since it's a current event show, you know, you have to really upload like content relating to um, different current events. You have to look mm-hmm. up, you know, do a lot of research on um, things, find articles. Um, um, then we try to keep up with the latest music and stuff like that and entertainment. So that uh, people don't realize how much preparation it goes into doing one of those shows. So um, mm-hmm. maybe I'm thinking about maybe in the future, I don't know, um, I'm probably going to start just doing um, the Urban Wire every two weeks. And mm-hmm. um, then what we're going to do is just like every, when we do them, we're just going to do a reoccurring schedule to where that show is going to just replay that following week. And then we can do, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's how I think we're going to do it. But we'll, um, we're going to probably have a show where I'm going to uh, talk about the future of UCOFW and what, we, what we're going to plan on doing. I'm um, going to do an official show about that and let you guys know what direction we're going to go because I, I really have some plans and some ideas, and I'm really excited about it. So um, the idea of this becoming a network really came to me about three months ago. You know, and, and I said, why mm-hmm. stop it? Just one, having one show when we can have a variety of shows that um, – you know, that can reach mm-hmm. different audiences. And that's my thing. I want to pull mm-hmm. in a diverse crowd. I don't I just don't want one type of crowd. So mm. Yep. That's about it. Okay. So, um, until next time, um, this is Reality Check three one seven where we write checks that we can clear. And I think we cleared them checks today. Yes, we did. None bounced. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no doing, uh, what they call that when them checks bounce? Uh-uh, wasn't no bounce check today. No, not overdraft. Not one of them. What'd you say? <laughs> no overdraft. No overdraft. Mm-hmm. We don't need no overdraft. No overdraft. We always got money to bang on. Yeah. <laughs> also remember. Also remember. If a uh, bad attitude, bad woman asks you to try something on that you can fit in, tell her, try Wyoming. All right. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>